Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Uh, so yesterday was January 20th, and I cannot remember if I mentioned either of these two things, uh, but it was my sister's birthday, so happy birthday. Also, more, maybe more importantly to most of you, uh, is the fact that January 20th here in the States is uh, every four years is Inauguration Day. So theoretically, as I record this on December 26th, 2020, theoretically, Joe Biden has been inaugurated as the next president of the United States uh, I really, really hope that nothing has happened to make that change. Uh, so uh, let's hope that that happened, and uh, let's see where things go from there. Um, I think I should have started this 21 days ago, but I think I'm going to, uh, you know, read off some things that are happening each day um, because this is a daily podcast. Uh, some of you might hate this. I don't really care. I'm going to say it anyway. So today, January 21st, in the United States is National Hug Day, so go hug somebody. Uh, it's also National Hug Day in Canada and India, and in Russia it is the death anniversary of Vlad- Vladimir Lenin. In Mexico it is Mariachi Day, so go listen to some mariachi music because they are awesome. Um, in the Dominican Republic it is Our Lady of Alta Gracia, and in Norway it is Princess Ingrid Alexandra's birthday. So happy birthday, princess. Uh, Okay, enough of that. Our first word is canopus, capital capital C-A-N-O-P-U-S, canopus. This is a noun from 1555. It is a star of the first magnitude in the constellation Carina. How do you say that? Carina. Um, not visible north of 37 degrees latitude. So sorry, all of you who are above 37 degrees latitude, uh, you will not be able to see this star. Um, yeah, moving on to canopy. First form noun from the 14th century. 1A, a cloth covering, a cloth covering suspended over a bed. It sort of makes it feel like a fort. 1B, a cover, as of cloth, fixed or carried above a person of high rank or a sacred object. And a synonym for that is, I'm going to assume that it is pronounced baldachin. Baldachin. Oh, God, we must have read that one a while ago, didn't we? I can't remember. 1C, a protective covering as 1C1, the uppermost spreading branchy layer of a forest. Uh, one. C2, synonyms are awning and marquee. Number two, an ornamental roof-like structure. Some people probably like to say roof-like. Roof-like, roof-like. 3A, the transparent enclosure over an airplane cockpit. 3B, the fabric part of a parachute that catches the air. That's like the vast majority of a parachute. Uh, that uh, The etymology is from, oh, Middle Latin... Uh, canopium, or canopium, which means mosquito net. Um, and, oh, that is from the Greek canopos, uh, or no, uh, canopion, or canopes, which means mosquito. That's a very a very specific direct connection. Uh, canopies and mosquito nets, that's cool. Uh, second form of canopy is a verb from 1594, just transitive, to cover with or as if with a canopy. Uh, next is Conoris or Canoris, C-A-N-O-R-O-U-S, adjective from 1646, 
pleasant sounding. Uh, synonym is melodious, conorous. Conorously is an adverb, and conorousness is a noun. And this is from Latin conor, which means melody, from canere, which means to sing, and there's more at the word chant. And uh, that's probably where the uh, the bird name canary comes from, because they sing, I would assume, because most birds sing. Um, but to them, it's um, it's communication. They're communicating with us, and we say they are singing. Um, my songs are not so canorous. Next is, uh, you could probably pronounce it a couple ways. Let's see, canst or const, C-A-N-S-T. This is archaic. Um, it's another version of the, the word can, like I can. Uh, so it's a very old way to say, I can do this, I canst. Next is can't, C-A-N-T. There are six forms of this, and then there's a couple more after that that are not officially other forms. So, can't, adjective, from the 14th century. Uh, This one is, this first form is English dialect. Synonyms are lively and lusty. Uh, I sure would love an example, because I'm not sure I'm completely understanding that. Uh, Second form of can't is a verb from circa 1543, uh, starting with transitive. One, to give a can't. Uh, see, it could be Kant. I'm not entirely sure. To, I'll just say can't. To give a can't or oblique edge to. Synonym is bevel. Two, to set at an angle. Synonym is tilt. Yeah, can't. Like you say something is canted when it's like tipped over, it's angled. Uh, number three is chiefly British. Uh, it is to throw with a lurch. And now we have intransitive. One, to pitch to one side. Synonym is lean. And number two, synonym is slope. Now we have the third form of can't. Noun from 1603. One is obsolete. Synonyms are corner and niche. I assume that it is pronounced niche in this case. N-I-C-H-E. Words that are spelled that way, I think, uh, are often pronounced in various ways. Like cash is another one. Cash, cachet. Uh, Number two, an external angle as of a building. Three, a log with one or more squared sides. 4A, an oblique or slanting surface. 4B, synonyms are inclination and slope. This is from Middle Dutch, edge or corner. Uh, from, let's see, uh, from Latin canthus or cantus, which means iron tire, perhaps of Celtic origin, akin to the Welsh word cant, or can't, uh, which means rim, uh, perhaps from the Greek canthos, which means corner of the eye. Is that the literal corner of the eye, uh, or is that something more metaphorical? I don't know. Okay, now this is the time for the fourth form of can't, adjective from 1663. One, having canted corners or sides. Two, uh, the number two definition for the word inclined is the synonym. Fifth form of can't. Uh, this is intransitive verb. I think it's only that. It is from 1567. One, to talk or beg in a whining or sing-song manner. Two, to speak in can't or jargon. Uh, number three, to talk hypocritically. Interesting. I can't think of an example of hearing this used that way. 
this is from perhaps from the Middle French dialect. Uh, and then in parentheses, it says Norman or Norman and Picard. Those are the dialects or the regions. Uh, the word is Cantaire. They say it much fancier than I do. And that means to tell or lit. Or no, literally to sing. Uh, from the Latin cantare, we talked about that before. There's more at the word chant. So it's talking and singing and stuff. Sixth and final form of cant is a noun from 1641. Affected singsong or whining speech. 2a the private language of the underworld ooh that sounds interesting what's what's the underworld and what's their language and how can we learn this private language uh one no 2b is obsolete the phraseology uh, peculiar i wanted to say particular the phraseology peculiar to a religious class or sect so it's specific to them their phraseology is specific to that group, class, sect. Uh, now we have 2C. We have the number two definition for the word jargon. Three, a set or stock phrase. Four, the expression or repetition of conventional or trite opinions or sentiments, especially the insincere use of pious words. Okay, now we have... What I will say is the seventh form of cant, but it is not officially that. It is capital C-A-N-T. It is an abbreviation for one canticle of canticles. It's the canticle of canticles. The canticle of canticles. The canticle of canticles. Cant is also an abbreviation for number two, Cantonese. That may be the only song you get in this episode. The Canticle of Canticles. I, I feel like that would be a song that you would hear in like a musical movie from the from the 50s or the 60s. You know, saturated colors. I haven't seen a lot of them, but that sounds like something. It also reminds me of uh, the old, also from that sort of same period, there's an old movie called The, Jest- the Court Jester uh, with Danny Kaye. And there is a great scene. It's so, so classic uh, where they're talking about the uh, man there's like a whole like poison thing and they put the poison in this thing but it's not in this thing and they have this wonderful word soup thing maybe i'll even put an example uh but it's just this this classic the vessel with the pestle has the brew that is true and it just goes on from there the pellet with the poisons in the vessel with the pestle the chalice from the palace has the brew that is true oh the pellet with the poisons in the vessel with the pestle the chalice from the palace has the brew that is true good man just remember that okay now we have the word can't again but uh, you could also say Kant. It has an uh, an apostrophe. C-A-N apostrophe T. Uh, oh, and then it says especially Southern dialects. You could say Kant. Uh, so it's Kant, Kant, or Kant. Uh, it is from the 15th century, and it just means, I mean, you all know this. It means cannot. Cannot. I cannot do that. I cannot combine these words to say can't. Oh, but I just did it. All right, next we have uh, Kantab or Cantab. Cantab? I think it's Cantab. Uh, capital C-A-N-T-A-B. Cantab. Noun. Boy, I'm going to feel so stupid if it's not pronounced that way, but that's what it looks like. Uh, this is a noun from 1697, and it means, uh, well, this is our last word. Um, oh wait, the synonym is our last word. Cantab- can, uh, Cantabrigian. Cantabrigian. So it is short for Cantabrigian. Cantab. Uh, but before that word, we have to say the word can- cantabile, cantabile, or cantabile, c-a-n-t-a-b-i-l-e, cantabile, or cantabile, 
adverb or adjective from circa 1724, in a singing manner, often used as a direction in music. So this is Italian from the Latin cantabilis, which means worthy to be sung. This part of the music is worthy to be sung. All the rest of this song is not worthy to be sung, but this part, this here, this cantabile, cantabile, is worthy to be sung. And then our last word is Cantabrigian, capital C-A-N-T-A-B-R-I-G-I-A-N. This is a noun from circa 1540. One, a student or graduate of Cambridge University. I assume that's in England, but there might be others. Uh, I visited there years ago, just briefly, walked around their campus. It was very nice. I was killing time. Uh, Number two, a native or resident of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah, so there's a Cambridge in England. There's a Cambridge in Massachusetts. Maybe there's other Cambridge universities. But either way, they are uh, Cantabrigian. Uh, well, so that's interesting because why Why did they change the spelling? Uh, there, It's an N instead of an M. This says it is from Middle Latin Cantabrigia, which means Cambridge. Um so I, I think that's kind of interesting. There was a, a change in the spelling there. I'm not sure why that happened. Uh, but I will tell you a little bit of information that I think I learned correctly. When I was in Cambridge in England, uh, there there's the Cam River, C-A-M River, and there are lots of bridges over this Cam River. So they called it Cambridge or Cambridge, however you want to say that. Uh, I don't I, I I'm assuming, I don't know why that would be wrong, because I'm pretty sure we took a little boat ride on the Cam River, so that must be true, right? Okay, enough of that. We had Canopus, Canopy, Canoris, Canst, or Canst, Cant, 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 or Cant, Cant, with an apostrophe, Cantab, Cantabili, Cantabrigian, uh... Ooh, what am I going to pick today? I don't know what I'm going to pick today because I can't think of anything to pick today. Um, I I think I kind of want to pick canopy just because uh, I thought it was really interesting that it comes from the word that means mosquito or mosquito net. And that's what a canopy is. Yep, I think that's good. Uh, So thank you very much for listening. Uh, Let's see where the world goes now that we have a new president in the United States, and uh, go hug somebody, because it's National Hug Day. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.